Amen. Wow, praise God. Are you glad to be here? I want us to look at a few things. Partnering with God for business exploits. Let's begin with Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Tap the person by your side. Tell the person you're going to the next level. Your success tomorrow is decided by the word you put in you today. Your success tomorrow is decided by the word you put in you today. Success without the word is an illusion. It will not last. Success by the word is sustainable. Your success tomorrow is decided by the word you put in you today. Success without the word is an illusion. It will not last. But success by the word is sustainable. Now, success can be defined in various ways. Some say obtaining a goal, which is great. But there's more to success when it comes to God. With God, success is realizing your God-given destiny. The success of a product is when it achieves the purpose for which it was made. The success of a product is when it achieves the purpose for which it was made. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Isaiah 48 verse 17. We need to look at this a little more. A lot of Christians are unaware that God wants them to be successful. And I believe that's why most of us don't plan. Most of us have no goals. Why? Because if you're going to be successful, you should have a goal. Because if they say success is uh, obtaining a goal, then what is the goal? A goal is a dream with a deadline. A goal is a dream with a deadline. A goal is not an objective. An objective is not measurable, but a goal is measurable. A goal has a timeline. Are we together? Isaiah 48 verse 17. Thus said the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. God is interested in profit. God's interested in gain. He said, I am the Lord thy God that teacheth thee to profit. In other words, you cannot partner with God and fail. We titled this series Partnering with God for Business Exploits. And I define exploit as a notable accomplishment or a remarkable achievement. So we're talking about a business that could become the talk of the town, the talk of your city, the talk of your state, the talk of your nation, 
most of the talk of a continent of the world. He said, I am the Lord thy God that teacheth thee to profit. So with God, failure is not an option. So you must understand that God is a successful God. God is not a failure. He's a success. He said, it teaches you the way to profit. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And it says, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. So if God is leading you, there must be profit. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So we said, God is, when we talk about partnering with God for business exploits, that means God is a senior partner. Because it's not God partnering with you, it's you partnering with God. So if I'm partnering with someone, then the, the person I'm partnering with brings the idea. Am I right? I said, am I right? So you must understand that God has a dream for your life. He has a vision for your life. He has a purpose for your life. Are you out there? I said, are you out there? Very quickly, Matthew 25. Just want to read some things to you here. And we'll run somewhere. Verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Did you see that? And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. That means there's nobody here that doesn't have a deposit from God. No human being, hear me, is a waste. Because every human being contains potentials which are divine investments in that individual. No human being is a waste. The Bible says to give to one five talents. The fact that someone has five talents doesn't mean that you have nothing. You see, comparison is the open door to insecurity. Comparison. See, when you begin to compare yourself with another person, you're going to eventually become insecure. He says to one, he gave five talents. Then he says to another two and to another one. He says to every man according to his several ability. God will never entrust you with what you cannot handle. He says to, to, to every man severally according to his own ability. So if your business is going to grow, you have to grow. There's something that a dear man of God who teaches on leadership says around the world. He says to grow an organization, grow a leader. Because no organization or business will ever grow beyond the capacity of the leader to manage it. And that's why when McDonald's started by the McDonald brothers, it got to a point that it got stuck. The business didn't grow anymore. What happened? Someone took it over, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc took it over and McDonald is the largest restaurant franchise in the world. Why? There was a change in leadership. Are we, are we together? So, it says to, to another, to, it says unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability. You can never produce beyond your present ability. 
your present ability to manage your business is what has determined the present level of your business. So if your business is not growing, it's not witches, you have not grown. If your business is not growing, it's you. It's your fault. It's not witches. I remember talking to someone that was into business in church and I said, how many books on business have you read? Do you have a book of account? She was looking at me. I said, this kind of business won't go far. See how far do you want to go? See, look at Jesus. He says, and unto one he gave five talents to another two to another one to every man according to several ability. See, you decide what you receive. The measure of blessings you receive is up to you, not up to God. He gave to them according to your ability. Oh, oh God, increase my business. Let it break out. Can you manage a business that is breaking out on every side? You're already overstressed at this current level of business. Because the word business, one of the word definitions is the volume of commercial activity. With your present level of commercial activity, you are already stressed. What will you do if it grows beyond this? Come to Daniel chapter 6 quickly. I want to read verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was the first, that the princes might give accounts unto them. Did you see that? Did you see that? The king, princes. See? You must have structures. Anything that doesn't have structures is not sustainable. Anything that doesn't have structures is not sustainable. You must have structures in your business. We're not all the same in the business. Uh-uh. There's someone at the top. Are we together? Watch this. He said, Daniel was first that the priest might give accounts unto them. He had three presidents. Daniel was the first. And the princess must give accounts unto them. And that the king should have no damage. You see that? You can minimize stress by delegation. Two things to help you minimize stress. Structures, delegation. More so, definition of responsibilities. You can't do everything. That the king should have no damage. Three. Verse three. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. See? I said, wherever you get to in life is signed by you. There were three presidents. Daniel was the first because there was an excellent spirit found in him. He gave them gifts according to their servant ability. So it's up to you where you get to in life. It has been said a man is no failure unless he blames someone else for where he is. Success begins with a sense of personal responsibility. If you're unwilling to take responsibility for where you are, hear me, you will not move from where you are. Are we together? 
Okay, Daniel, um, sorry, Acts chapter 6. Amazing, 6, 6, Acts 6. And we're going to run back to where we were very quickly. Acts 6, verse 1. And in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily administration. I've told you something and said success requires paying attention to details. Those who do not pay attention to details cannot sustain success. They cannot sustain it. A lot of things will escape you. There will be a lot of waste in your organization because not everybody there is actually there for you. Some are there for themselves. See? People were neglected. What happened? Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason thou should leave the word of God and step tables. A business is not sustainable unless the leaders, hear me, determine or decide their priorities. What are we in business for? What are we in business for? It says it is not a reason that we leave the word of God and serve tables. They understood what they were in business for. Many businesses have gone up the deep end because they tried to do what everybody was doing. What are we in business for? You must define it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You must define it, confine it, refine it. Define it. This is what I'm going to do. Confine this. Is not what we are not. We are not going. To, this is not our. What we are going to do. Refine it. As you grow, you're going to find out that your dreams will become more streamlined. When we started the ministry, I wanted to do everything, but as I grew, I found out that boy, you got to be streamlined. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Verse three. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the holy ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over what see he's telling you how to choose staff especially for church you know you cannot look for people in a secular world it must be full of the holy ghost but it's telling them how to us in the ministry how to choose staff it says the most people of honest report character counts in business Because the kind of employees you have around you determines the picture and the perception people have about your business. Character counts. Don't just employ your brother. Don't just employ, uh-uh. Character counts. Character counts. Because presentation is everything. That individual that works with you, can he, does he talk well to people? Because you don't have a second chance to make a first impression. See, every staff must be trained. They must be trained and retrained. Every staff must be trained. They must be trained and retrained. Are we together? I said, are we together? It says, look ye out among you, several men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Tact. Tact. Honest report. Are they owing anybody? Are they managing their finances well? Because one thing I look at, if you are someone that is in debt, I cannot trust you. I cannot trust you because people in debt are not reliable. I cannot trust you. And God takes financial matters seriously in his choosing of his leaders, and I do. It says, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. 
How do they manage their life? Are they organized? I remember a young man went for an interview and his tie was torn sideways. Let me give an example. And he went for the interview. He was the best candidate, but he lost the job because 95% of employment are done based on dressing, appearance. 95% of, em of employment are based on appearance. So the next time you're going for an interview, dress well. That's why I dress well every time. There's no time to be slack. You might meet somebody for the first time and say, are you the one? Yes, I am. I didn't expect you to be like this. You don't have a second chance to make a first impression. Excellence, excellence, excellence must be your drive. The Bible says, as Daniel was set over the whole realm because an excellent spirit was found in him. You can't be sloppy. You know where you want to go. You cannot afford to be sloppy. It's excellence, excellence, excellence. The Bible says the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. The righteous is more excellent than he says blessings are upon the head of the righteous. That means God blesses excellence. Excellence is the product of order. Last night I arranged all the suits I was going to wear today. All the clothes and all the shoes were ready last night. Why? Because I know if I increase my level of excellence, I increase my income. If I increase my level of in excellence, I in increase my influence. Because with excellence, Daniel was head over the whole realm. If you're headed for the top, then excellence must be your watchword. Excellence, excellence, excellence. How we together? I said, are we together? We're talking about partnering with God for business exploits. It says, wherefore, brain, look out among you seven men of honest report. Character counts. Character counts. Character counts. Character counts. Don't get into debt. Don't get into debt. And that's why sometimes when you want to buy a business, they find out how much debt it is into. That eventually decides the value of the business. Character counts. Tell, say, say, character counts. Thank you. Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Who we may appoint over this business wisdom tact tact what is wisdom wisdom is intuitive intelligence it is the ability to do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons with the right people wisdom is decisive intelligence it is the ability to do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons with the right people do they have wisdom are they doing the right thing at the right time with the right persons for the right reasons Never promote a man above his measure of wisdom. Never you do that. You'll ruin your business. Does he do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons? Every man that God promoted in scripture was because of wisdom. Every man that God promoted. When I was Joseph, it was because of wisdom. He was coming to see Pharaoh. What did he do? The Bible says he changed his garment. That's the way you approach kings. He changed his garment and shaved himself. That's the way you approach kings. And what happened? It, Pharaoh said, can we find a man as, as discreet? That means he uses discretion. So what is wisdom? Discretionary intelligence. If I, if Pharaoh said, can we find a man as discreet, as wise as thou art? Discretionary intelligence. I remember I bought a, I bought a taxi one time. The man was so well dressed. And I was wondering, are you a taxi driver? And he said, he is. I couldn't believe it. So well dressed. His behavior. We always wanted to enter his taxi until we lost his number. 
His car was always clean. Excellence, excellence, excellence. Because you attract people who desire your level of excellence. Are you following me? I said, are you following me? Are you? Okay, you're right. All right, all right. Praise God. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you, several men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Joseph was appointed over a nation because of wisdom. Daniel was appointed over a nation because of wisdom. And when Joshua was going to be made a leader, the Bible says Moses laid their hands on him and he was full of wisdom. Wisdom is a necessity when it comes to leadership. Anything you do without wisdom is not sustainable. It has no future. That's why businesses never rise beyond the knowledge of their leader, the founder, the entrepreneur. So you need to get knowledge. Are we together? The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4 verse 7. And it says, in all that getting, get understanding. It says, embrace her and she shall promote thee. It says, she shall bring thee to honor and a gallon of grace which you deliver unto thee. It says, it will give you a crown of glory. The Bible says the crown of the wise is their riches. Take notes. The crown of the wise is their riches. And wisdom will give you a crown of glory. And wisdom said, durable riches are with me. So if I increase my wisdom, I increase my income. You are aiming right now at the level of your wisdom. You can't blame anybody. You can't blame witches. You are aiming right now at the level of your wisdom. If you work on increasing your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise, you're going to increase your income. Are we together? Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Think about it. Think about it. He said, the first thing he put was honest report. Character counts. Because character is the foundation for lasting success. Character counts. Honest report. Honesty. Truth. Integrity. Integrity foundation of lasting success because if you don't have truth you cannot be trusted because trust is extended to the limit of truth so you got to have truth Matthew 25 quickly are you learning anything am I too fast huh okay watch this Verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called unto he called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several abilities. His several ability. You need a multiple skill set to succeed in life. You cannot succeed by only one skill set. You have vision, you should have knowledge. You should be able to plan. You should know how to treat people right. Like um, a dear um, man said, I think it was Rockefeller, that said, um, um, excellence is doing common things uncommonly. Doing common things in an uncommon way. That's excellence. Excellence is the highest level of order. Excellence is the product of planning. Is the evidence of planned living. You cannot have excellence without a plan. Luke 19, verse 12. 
I want to read from verse 11. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because it was nigh to Jerusalem. Because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Is that not the type of Jesus? He says, is that not the type of Jesus? I said, is this not the type of Jesus? Okay. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. This word means do business till I come. Do business till I come. Do business till I come. What did he say next? But the citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, we will not have him, this man, to reign over us. And it came to pass when he was returned, having received the kingdom, he commanded his servants to whom he had, to whom, to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that, that he might know how much every man had gained. By what? By what? That he might know how much every man had gained. By what? That he might know how much every man had gained. By what? By trading. God is interested in profits. A lot of times Christians have an excuse for failure. Failure is an embarrassment to God. He wanted to know how much every man had gained by training. Set up in your business a, a way you can give reports. Start with you. Start with you. Amen. Look at this. Verse 16. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound has gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, thou, have thou authority over ten cities. Did you see that? He gained ten more and had authority over cities. You can never have influence beyond your level of productivity. Dan Gauthier right now is said to be the richest man in Africa. He is producing results. He is producing results. Look at the next one. And the second came saying, Lord, thy pound has gained five pounds. And he, he said likewise to him, but thou also over five cities. See, Jesus connects faithfulness with productivity. In other words, faithfulness and fruitfulness are synonymous. Faithfulness and fruitfulness are synonymous. He, called, he told that first guy, well on that good and faithful servant. Look at this quickly. Verse 20. And I came and said, Lord, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a, in a napkin. For I feared. For I feared. Nothing limits creativity like fear. I've chosen to do ministry in a lot of creative ways. Why? I ain't got no fear. Because excellence is doing a common thing in an uncommon way. Watch this. It says, For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. See, you're a hard man. That thou takest up where thou hast not laid down, and reapest where thou didst not sow. See? And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knowest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not down my money into where? Into where? 
It says if you want to do business, then put your money in the bank. Save it. Fixed deposits. Save it. Have a savings account. Put your money in fixed deposit from time to time. See? It says, why did you put my money in the bank? Don't forget the money you have came from God. It's Romans 8 verse 18. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to do what? To get wealth. He's the source of your wealth. See? Put it in the bank. The guy didn't trade it. Somebody put it under their mattress. Look at this. Wherefore then giveth not down my money into the bank that I might come in and I, I might have required mine own with usury, with interest. Some that received it with interest. He wants profit. He wants profit. You know, some would say, if it's a Christian business, there should be no profit. They don't know their Bible. They don't know their Bible. He wants profit. He didn't say deceive people, but just make some profit. The one made a profit of 10, one made a profit of 5. They all made profit. But this guy went to hide his own. And Jesus, verse 24, and he said unto them that stood by, take from him the pound and give to him that has 10 pounds. And they said to, to him, Lord, he has 10 pounds. For I say unto, that, unto everyone which hath shall be given. And from him that hath not, even that which he hath shall be taken from him. What you don't invest, you lose. Even that which he has shall be taken away from him. Matthew 25. Verse 15. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that received five talents went and did what? And did what? Come on now, talk to me. And did what? Traded with the same and made them five other talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lost what? And hid his lost what? Okay. Don't forget the Etis could be your flesh. Eaters of the Etis, Eti. All your money used to buy pancake. Food. The food is from the dust. You spend your money on food. The Bible says that sows to the flesh, a lot of flesh with corruption. All you do is spend your money, you eat well. All your profit goes to your stomach. Not to refine your mind, to increase the level of investment in you. So you are wearing all your investments. You are eating it. Say so when I eat, I pull like 10 meats. How would they know I'm rich? No problem. I just remember one of the wealthiest men in the world eats at McDonald's and collects coupons. You know coupons? They say you've eaten today for your free next time. He collects and puts them in his pocket. When he gets to another McDonald's, he takes to eat. That's Warren Buffett. A billionaire. We are the shoppers. Let us eat for tomorrow we die. Don't be a rich fool. 
be a wise king. The Bible says, Woe to the city whose princes eat in the morning, as riotous eat, riotous eaters of flesh. Tearing, say, I oh, just sit down, finish one full cow leg, only me, and I'll lay down, open my belt for a fan to be blowing my stomach. The Bible speaks of such men whose end is destruction, whose glory is their shame. Whose God is their bellies. He dig this lost money and put it in the earth. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants commented and reckoned with them. Do you have a book of account? He reckoned with them. They could tell how much they gained. Can you tell how much you've gained in your business? You don't have a book of account. Where do you want to go? Can you handle one billion? You don't have a book of account. You have told God, bless me so far from hand to mouth. No book of account. You have a business. You have a shop. You have... A, a, maybe you, you drive a car or something. You have no book of account. Say it's my business. That is business. It remains only you doing it. So your store, you are there selling. Have you noticed some shops? They've been selling since you were small. You go back to that area where you lived when you were four or five years, six years old. The woman is still there selling with her husband. They are still selling the same thing. Ah, Ejima, you come. Hey. See, sit down and let's give you one cook. They are still selling the same cook. The shop has not grown. No book of account. No book of account. So they reconnect with them. Do you have a book of account for your business? Say, it's my business. That is it. It's your business. That's why it's the way it is. We are, Pastor, we are believing for growth. Believe, oh, better believe. Believe, better believe. I don't want my success to be a fleeting experience of passing satisfaction. I don't want it. Look at this quickly. Verse 20. And so he that received five talents came and brought five, other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Observe your staff. Do they bring more to the table? They're always complaining. Uh, I did not know what to do. Uh, I did not. The person is not growing. And if you're like that, you're going to lose your relevance over time because God himself will have to remove you. He loves you, but doesn't trust you. Trust is based on capacity. I love my daughter, but I won't give her a knife and say, go and fry plantain. Because two things may be caught. Either the hand or the plantain. Trust is based on capacity. Are you following me? And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, down deliver us unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. I have gained. 
Have they increased what they are doing? Increase is the evidence of wisdom. Increase is the evidence of diligence. If there's no increase, there's no diligence. Let's run quickly. His Lord said unto him, Well done, now good and faithful servant. See, good and faithful servant. Productivity and faithfulness are synonymous. Thou has been faithful over a few things, and I will make the ruler over many things. I said, Your productivity, if you increase your productivity, you increase your influence. Are you doing more? Are you achieving more? You're going to increase your influence. I study more, I pray more. So, what's going to happen? Increase influence, increase income. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. See, God is happy about increase. He also I received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliver me unto, unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two other talents beside them. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. What is God telling you? Wherever you are right now is a test for your next level. Wherever you are right now financially, wherever you are right now in the ministry, wherever you are is actually a test. It's a platform. You mess up, you lose it. You lose even where you are. Because the one that didn't gain any more, even what he had was taken away from him. See? For instance, in churches, after a while, certain people who were pastors become like pastors in name. They've lost their relevance. They didn't grow with the organization. Never mistake activity for accomplishment. Never mistake activity for accomplishment. Activity is motion. Accomplishment is meaningful progress. There's meaningful progress, measurable progress. Say, I am I'm in this department. Can we see any increase? No. All you have is motion. Meaningless motion. But if you are having accomplishment, how do we know? Meaningful progress, measurable progress. We can see it. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, guarding where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. See the sluggard. The sluggard will say, a lion is in the street. He will say, he will not plow by reason of the cold. If you see how these excuses, I can't do it because I was cold. The Bible calls you a sluggard. And the Bible tells us that the sluggard would die broke, living from hand to mouth. It's not you won't have money, but you live from hand to mouth. You never have enough to spare. By reason of the cold. It's too cold this morning, I won't go to work. Sluggard. It's too cold this morning. I won't go to church. Slow God. The cold, the cold entered my body. Like I could not even move. Let me share a story before I conclude the message. I remember a man that was a drunk. 
and a chain smoker. One day he had really gotten drunk and drove his vehicle, ran into some cars, uh, cows, and um, broke his leg. So he continued smoking. And he was at home with his broken leg and watching TV with a cigarette in his hand and he slept off the cigarette, fell on his rug and the house started burning. I want to see Slogan. When he saw the fire, he ran out of the house with his broken leg. From his own testimony, the leg was broken, his broken leg. He ran out. Then he said he stayed, he said he stayed outside with his wife and children. They were looking at the house. Then he remembered that his leg was broken. Then he fell down. At that moment, life was more important. There was a sense of urgency. There's a difference between a dream and a cause. A dream is a reason to live. A cause is something you die for. Are you out there? Let's run. And I was afraid and I hid. And I and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked. And what? Slothful servant. So slothfulness and wickedness are synonymous. So a slothful man, a lazy person is what? A wicked person. Now this is God's viewpoint. If you are lazy, you are wicked. Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I had not, where I had not sown, and gather where I had not stored. It says, thou honest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, the bank. The exchangers, the bank. So why didn't you invest it? And then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. Therefore take the talent from him and give it unto him that had ten talents. For unto him, for unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. And from him, watch this, that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Cast it the unprofitable, notice unprofitable servant. Say once profit into the outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of, of teeth. Says lazy people end up with regret. I want to know at the end of my life, I lived to the best of my ability. I gave my best shot. Success is maximizing who you are, what you have, where you are, on all occasions, at all times. That's what success is. Maximizing who you are. Five talents came with five. Two talents came with two. Maximizing who you are, what you have, and where you are, on all occasions. Bow your head in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word we receive today. We honor you because your truth is changing our thinking. We repent for where we have been slothful and where we've dealt with life frivolously and with triviality. We trust that the Holy Spirit has brought this truth to our lives and remind us to make the necessary changes. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And church says, Amen. Hallelujah. Did you gain something today? Praise the Lord.